0: We can advance fusion energy. We could use it to produce clean electricity, uh, transportation fuels, power-heavy industry, so much more. It would be like adding um, a power drill to our toolbox in building this clean energy economy.
1: Okay, well, that was the U.S. Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm, yesterday on hand for the big announcement about a major breakthrough in nuclear fusion. The idea that we could basically do what the sun does uh, and generate energy, vast amounts of energy at very minimal cost. But getting to that point has been difficult and for that matter costly. But what was achieved earlier this month and announced yesterday was fusion ignition. Also known as scientific energy break, even the experiment produced more energy from fusion than the laser energy used to drive it. That from the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in the U.S. where this breakthrough occurred. So we're a long ways from this being a widespread and practical uh, source of energy. But if we're ever going to get there, this needed to happen. So it is a pretty big step. Uh, Joining us to to help us understand this in in more detail and and what the implications of this are, very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning Jason Myatt, the professor in the Faculty of Engineering in the Electrical and Computer Engineering Department at the University of Alberta. Professor Myatt, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Hello, thanks for having me. Okay, so help us uh, understand uh, the context here. How, How big a deal is this in your view?
0: Uh, well, it's a very big deal for the uh, the program in the States because the, the, the machine that did this, it's called the NIF, uh, that's an acronym for the National Ignition Facility, um, that started construction in 1997. So, you know, this has been 25 years in the making, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, back in 2011, there was a program where they thought they would achieve ignition, but they didn't. Uh, which meant the name was a bit of a misnomer, right? And um, over the 10 years between now and then, the scientists and engineers at the NIF have been working very hard and they solved lots of scientific engineering problems. They figured out what was giving them difficulties. And they finally succeeded in their goal, which was, as you mentioned earlier, is to create more energy through nuclear fusion, you know, like our sun, than was in the laser beam's Heating the target because this target is basically roasted by these laser beams, and uh, that was the goal. So they achieved it, and they're very excited and, and quite rightly so uh, because you know it's it's taken so much effort.
1: So what the sun does is my kind of rudimentary understanding is: so you get hydrogen atoms that are basically smashing into each other. It's incredibly hot inside the sun. This process uh, fuses them into helium, and, and that's well, where the energy is produced. Is, is yeah, that right?
0: That, that's pretty close. Um, the hydrogen atoms that uh, are more likely to stick together and fuse are not the ordinary hydrogen. It's hydrogen with an extra neutron or two. They're, that's called an isotope. And the isotopes are deuterium and tritium. That, that's the fuel that was used in the NIF experiments. Yeah. And just like in the sun, they have to be very hot so that they come close enough together and they stick together and release energy.
1: So where do the lasers come in? They're not they're not directing the lasers at uh, the, you know the tritium, for example. But it it creates it creates what exactly?
0: Oh yeah, this is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the target is about a millimeter size and it's got the fuel inside. The target sits inside an X-ray oven. Uh, the lasers heat the oven to about uh, I forget the numbers exactly, tens of million. Degrees, something like this. So it's not like your oven, you know, at home. It's uh, it's actually an oven that is in the X-ray range, and the target absorbs these X-rays, and the outer side of the target basically ablates like a rocket, and the payload inside the rocket is the fuel, and that gets basically crushed inwards, and as it's crushed, it gets very very dense and very very hot, and it gets dense and hot enough that these fusion reactions occur rapidly enough that it can burn and give off the energy that we saw in the experiment. And that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, clearly
1: not. Uh, (laughs) But it is a significant thing to do, as as we're talking about. Now, I I did want to get some understanding because there's a big difference between nuclear fusion, which is what we're talking about here, nuclear fission, which is what we understand as, as nuclear energy currently.
0: Yeah, the the problem is that nuclear uh, is in both, uh, you know, the word nuclear appears in both reactions, and both reactions are nuclear. But fusion is the gluing together of very light elements, hydrogen, and that doesn't make anything that is too concerning um, regarding waste, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Fission, on the other hand, breaks up these very heavy elements like uranium, and it creates a lot of heavy elements that are very radioactive and very difficult to get rid of. Now, that problem is not present in nuclear fusion so that's a good thing right and additionally nuclear fusion can't do the meltdown uh, you know type disaster that people associate with nuclear fission unfortunately you know chernobyl and fukushima that can't happen with fusion it's just not possible um, in fact it's uh, it's so hard to make this go right uh, <laughs> putting it out is not a problem at all uh, but when you start fission reaction it, it's you know the heat takes a very long time to disappear and as i said that's just not problem with fusion so it's kind of the ideal fusion reaction the, uh, okay. nuclear reaction yep
1: yeah. well yeah that that's a pretty significant difference so that that's where all the the hope and the excitement comes in that this could one day be a reliable source of energy in terms of the environmental benefits uh, eventually the the much lower cost of this kind of power but it feels like even though we've, we've had this big breakthrough here, we're, we're still a long way away from that. Like, what, What's reasonable here when we look at this? Yeah, a, yeah.
0: so, uh, well, the U.S. has a plan. and The plan, uh, this is the Department of Energy, the people who gave the announcement um, on Monday, was it? I can't remember now. Yes. Um, uh, so they have a plan, and the plan was to first demonstrate the, um, you know, the proof of principle, the scientific proof of principle, which they've done. And now they 're trying to figure out how to do the next step, which is to address the problems that you face when you try to convert the scientific experiment into a nuclear reactor, uh, which means something that would be geared towards producing energy right and not just a scientific thing and they 're starting work on this now. there have been meetings and discussions on how to proceed, and that will go ahead and the next several years should give us some sort of ideas about uh, how challenging this will be right uh the minute we're not quite sure but it's a tough one there's no question
1: absolutely well some some interesting insight we appreciate the some of the explanation to help us better understand this and, and i guess we'll see what the, the next big step is but a big one uh, announced this week professor Maya, thanks for your insight appreciate making some time for us here today